Well, good afternoon and welcome to episode, oh, 212, is it? 212, yeah, 212 of The Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. Well, hopefully we're going to have an interesting show uh, today. I know some of our on- online buddies did a fight companion for the UFC uh, earlier in the day. Hopefully they're still bouncing around the uh, old Podbean app and we'll be able to call in. Uh, but regardless, we're going to have a good show one way or another. Um, you guys know the routine. I look at the news, pick out topics to speak on, and you guys call in or type into the chat box to reply. I uh, couldn't find a lot of uh, things to talk about on the old internet today, so I don't have my normal lineup of articles, but I've got a couple. Hopefully, uh, we won't have to rely on them too much. Uh, in personal news, it wasn't it wasn't a bad day today. Uh, leg day. Oh, fucking. <laughs> I did leg, dar- leg day hard today, motherfuckers. I like, you know, sitting on the floor, can't get up uh, hard, uh, which uh, I was pretty happy about in the retrospect. It, it sucked while you're doing it, but... Uh, at least when I, I work out to the point where, you know, I, I need a minute or two to collect myself. I know I'm going hard enough. You know, there's all those days that when you work out and, you know, you, you're not sure if you're pushing yourself as much as you should. Because, you know, you, obviously you can't push yourself too much and overdo it and hurt yourself. But you also can't be so scared of the uh, of moving the weight that you don't really get enough, uh, um, that you don't work hard enough to get any results, really. So I'm always trying to skate that line back and forth. Um, now I see, uh, Tedder's arrived in the uh, chat box, so that should be interesting. <laughs> they, he said, grad one and Homelander tried to Hawaiian spit roast him on juicers podcast. Yeah. The, the juicer, uh, had a podcast. I think Sly did as well. Both of them did, uh, fight companions at various times. Cause you know, fight companions are really long ass fucking time to do a show. It's like six or seven hours, depending on the, uh, card. Um, so they do take, uh, quite a bit of, uh, commitment. <laughs> uh, well, shit, dude, just call in, <laughs> just go ahead and call in, dude. You know, you're going to eventually anyways. <laughs> uh, let's see. So tomorrow is going to be our uh, Halloween party for the kids at the old country club. And it's a sad, sad thing. Cause they, uh, aren't getting nearly the cool stuff that they normally do. Um, in the past, we'll like use the tent out and back. We have a tent attached to the back of the country club for like bigger events and things like that. And uh, on normal years, maintenance will take two weeks beforehand and like build a maze back there, like put up walls and stuff and decorations and you know scary things and lighting and shit. And then uh, they'll have a party where a lot of the employees will just dress up and hide in the maze to scare the kids. Um, good times head by all. Um, this year, obviously, they can't do that, so they're not having a Halloween party. They're having, like, a middle-of-the-day uh, scavenger hunt and park, um, pumpkin, car- pumpkin carving and uh, a couple other things like that in, in the tent, but they had to restrict it to, like, a, a small amount of people. Uh, unfortunately, the response for or fortunately, I guess, depending on which way you look at it, the response for it was so good, they actually had to start, make a second event in the morning because this is like from 2 to 4 in the afternoon. Uh, now, and so many people wanted to do it that they had to make a separate one from like you know 10 to noon or some shit like that. But, uh, so I'm sure the kids will have fun, but it's nothing like the parties they normally have for them. Uh, and I wonder if Halloween's going to be like ruined for kids in general this year. I know it varies from place to place. Some people, some 
towns claim that they're going to have just regular trick-or-treating. I know in certain places it's been banned. Uh, and even when it's where it hasn't been banned, I'm not sure if, I'm sure there's going to be people out there not comfortable with a whole bunch of people coming to their house. So they just like, will turn their lights off and not do anything. So I, I think regardless of what the regulations are, uh, kids are probably going to have a shitty Halloween this year. <laughs> Tedder says there's something missing. Could it possibly be some Vato doing horrible impressions and slamming the truck door? Oh, that's just mean. Uh, Homeward 88's got a, a couple of good impersonations. Uh, he has does have, yes, several he needs to work on still, but that's all right. That's how you get better at shit. You work at it. Uh, the fucking slamming the door shit is fucking, oh. <laughs> dude, I, I hate it so much. I, I appreciate the guy calls in and I want him to call in, but God damn it, I wish he did something else for a living because like, sometimes it just ruins the entire fucking uh, call. You know, I rather it gets bad, so bad sometimes that, you know, uh, uh, when he's not talking, you can't hear other people talking because it's bam, bam, bam. And I, I realize he's not doing it on purpose. And as I said, I'd rather have him call in than not. But man, I wish he uh, uh, had some way to mute that shit better. <laughs> um, so uh, apparently you guys uh, did the entire fight companion thing. I know Thomas Tenor was talking about it. So I guess, oh, here we go. Speaking of the devil. What up, Dal? Hey, Holmes, it's me. It's Maxi, baby. It's what are you doing, Holmes? It's Bless, baby. What are you doing? <laughs> I should have seen this coming a fucking mile away. <laughs> <laughs> what's, hey, what's going hey. on, Holmes? <laughs> hey, Holmes, it's Bless, baby. What you mean, Tanner? It's Bless, baby, Holmes. What's going on there, Maxi, baby? Yes, Bless, baby. Bless I, I like man. to do my. I bless his best, baby. I like to do my thing, man. You know. Do I sound Hawaiian or do I still sound like a vato from Southern California, eh? <laughs> yeah, uh, his best, his best one is a fucking um, Irish. Like he has a leprechaun impersonation. <laughs> I've heard. I've oh, heard God, that dude. one. Look, dude, dude, fucking, and, and he can't get like uh, that last little trace of Vato out of his voice. So, <laughs> he never so he can. Like, it's like, hey, Hans, it's blessed, baby. It's me. Bless his best, Hans. Yeah, so I got someone, someone already called him a Mexican or however the fuck they said it. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to excuse me. Yeah, I've, I've, had, I've had four or five beers, so uh, it's oh, my Sunday. Awesome. So, yeah. That's, no, that's, They'll just make it more fun. So uh, did you watch the fights? I watched uh, the last fight um, when I was getting uh, just violated in all my holes by Homelander and Sly and, and Grad One on uh, Juice's podcast. So, oh my. yes, I, I yeah, it was uh, – oh, boy. Habib looked fucking really, really good. Um, but, you know, to Homelander's credit, he, he – uh, Gagey fucking did burn off a lot of energy, just sidestepping, backing up, going. I mean, it was there was a lot of nervous energy that he burned off early in the fight. Um, mm. But regard, regardless, not irregardless, but just regardless of that mm. fact, um, fucking uh, Habib, boy, he looked really good. Anyways, take take uh, away the, the the bad cut. He actually looked. I thought he still looked sucked out coming out his cheeks look sucked out he but physically he, he still yeah he, st he still didn't look good as he was walking out his cheeks were noticeably sucked in um 
But that being said, his fucking jab looked good. Once he felt out Gagey for the first two minutes, he was not scared of the stand-up at all. And he looked really, really fucking good. As much as, like Homelander said, uh, Gagey burned off a lot of uh, uh, nervous energy early in the fight. That being said, Khabib didn't win because of that. He looked really fucking sharp, man. Right, right, right. He didn't. Uh, it didn't look like uh, Gagey just got slowed down and tired. So uh, Habib took advantage of it. It looked like Habib was going to do what he Habib was going to do regardless of what was going on with Gagey. Yeah, really. Did that's the only fight I watched. I listened to those guys uh, commentate on the other fights or whatever we were talking about. But yeah, that 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 fight I did watch for those guys. And dude, that guy is scary as shit. I don't know who can beat him. I don't think he can be beat. Honestly. Well. Did you, uh, I mean, you know, what do you think about the fact that he said he's retiring? I think he's retired until they sign a fight with GSP and then, then he'll unretire. <laughs> well, you know? yeah, I suppose that's possible. Uh, but, uh, he's, if he says he's retired, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to retire for sure, but him saying it carries a little more weight than some people when I hear them say that they retire, you know? No. Yeah. You got, you, I mean, he's obviously, more a man of faith than than most other fighters that that are from America or you know guys like Connor who retired just for shits and giggles like four um, times he, so far yeah yeah he he's he's more I, he's got a little more of a backbone when it comes to shit like that but i think he's retiring because he just wants to fight GSP and that's it and uh, that's what he'll come back that's what he'll come back for uh well i mean I know, like, I don't think he's posturing like like a lot of uh, um, people do when they say they're going to retire. They're using it as a bargaining position. You know, like Triple C is a good example of that. He he retired mm-hmm. and, then, and then has been challenging the people for fights like five minutes later. Um, so uh, he, uh, I don't think he I don't th- I don't think he retired. I think he retarded. There's yeah. a difference between those two. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't think it's that. I don't think it's a money thing. I, it surprised me that he said he was going to retire because I believe that was fight 29. And from what I understand, he said he, his plan was to fight 30 times and retire. So he's supposed to have one more fight after this. Uh, but I know, the entire, so, but I know fight, the entire fighting thing about his dad thing is pretty hard for him. Right, right. He'll fight GSP. That, that's the think? fight that's good. It will be made. Really? I, I, I hate to see that. In their primes, I'd like to see that. But I know, I know, GSP still trains at a high level, but he's fucking forty. There's not not a chance that, as in hell that he's as good as he was ten years ago. You know? No, um, not at all. However, however, I think he's got. I'm not. Don't get me wrong, guys. I know he hasn't fought much, and you know, I don't even know when he retired. He looked good against Bisping, um, but that was Bisping, who was you know an older guy on his last legs. Um, but I think GSP always had the MMA wrestling to compete with anybody who was a, a good wrestler. I think he's got the MMA wrestling to compete with with uh, Habib, and I also think that he can can beat him on the feet. I think his jab is better. I think he's better everywhere. Honestly, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I might be fucking delusional, but I think GSP is better everywhere. Now he's old, so and he hasn't fought much, so there's that. So there you go. I mean, you can take uh, it, it, you take taking ring rust away. I think GSP is better than than Khabib. But that being said, 
he hasn't fought much in what is it five years or whatever it is um yeah i don't know that might be too long of a layoff for him to compete right right and and the and i realize this is you know more important for the uh lighter weight classes than it is for the heavier weight classes uh but habib might just be too quick for him i know uh i know wrestling based uh, no, no, fights are no. not quite as important as striking with as far as speed goes but uh like yeah i've seen habib take people down with a fucking quickness before you know and his it, uh gsp's reflexes just might not be fast enough anymore that they they do go away at a certain point he you know he could be trained and skillful as to an amazing level but if his reflexes aren't what they are he's gonna get caught with shit there's nobody who mixes striking into his that that, that masks his takedowns with his striking better than 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 George C. Pierre, and that's not that's not an athletic thing, that's a that's a technique thing. He masks that that blast double with good jabs and 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 crosses and and striking that just it it, it basically it, it levels the playing field for athleticism. Don't get me wrong; he's a very um, great athlete, but he still has these techniques that are built in, they're ingrained in his, in his, in his body that he's, he's going to throw some stuff, you know, he's going to throw hands, he's going to throw feet, and then he's going to mask these takedowns and he's going to blast through. I think he can beat them. I might be crazy. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, Honestly, I think you're looking at it through rose colored glasses a little bit, uh, you know, cause uh, you're a GSP fam fan and as I, as am I, uh, but like people on the chat box are saying, uh, Herc mentioned that, or uh, Nighthaven was, uh, or I think I said that right. He, he said he kind of looked old and slow versus Bisbing, and you know, and he said Bisbing is not all that great of a fighter. I think you're doing Bisbing a little bit of a disservice there, sir. He did win the middleweight champion championship. Yeah, he had an easier path to it than some guys, but it's still an accomplishment. I, I, I you can't really call him anything but a great fighter to done what he's done. Uh, but regardless, uh, he's right. The GSP did not look like GSP against uh, Bisbing. So I think if he, and obviously he beat Bisbing, but uh, with the level he showed he, there, he, I think he wouldn't he be beat him. He, for, he, he beat yeah. him handily and submitted yeah. him in, in what, yeah. the second? <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about a guy who was the 185-pound fucking champion, and we're talking about GSP not looking good, who stopped him in the second. Think about yeah, that. Uh, yeah, Think about what, you're, what you're saying right now. I know, I know what I'm saying. Yeah, I <laughs> but yeah, don't get me wrong. I'd love to see GSP uh, come back and do that. I, but I, it just scares me that we're going to see GSP old, slow, and get the fuck beat out of him, which is not how and, I want to see him for his last fight. Yeah. And when and when you say when you say you think because I, I'm saying this because I'm a GSP fan, I was actually more of an a uh, 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 an AKA fan back in the day. I actually liked that fucking killer's row of 170-pounders that AKA had with Fitch and fucking Koscheck and Swick and those guys. I was actually more fans of those guys than I was of GSP. So I yeah. don't think I'm looking through it, at it through rose-colored glasses because I'm a GSP fan because I was more fans. I was a Fitch guy, actually. I like I like uh, John Fitch more than, yeah, than yeah. anybody from that area, or era, yeah. rather. Yeah, I was a fan of his attitude. His, his fight style, eh, a little on the boring side, but he got his shit done. Uh, but I, I liked his attitude as a person quite a bit. He, was, uh, he seemed like a good guy. Yeah, I liked, I liked all those guys, man. Even Koscheck. Yeah. I, I thought uh, Koscheck was – a lot of people don't like him. He's kind of a dick. And, yeah, he is a dick. But I thought Koscheck was a very, very talented dude. Um, oh, yeah. He just yeah, wasn't yeah. – he wasn't on the level. You know, he wasn't – he was that next step down from being a champion – a championship guy. Um, and if 
if GSP wasn't in the 170 pound weight class, Koscheck might have been that guy. Right. You know, yeah. He, he might have been a fucking champion. He probably could have been. And Fitch definitely would have been a champion in my in my opinion. Yeah. 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 Like that's uh, you're right. There are like always that those people just floating just below championship level that for some reason or another it just never works out for them. Uh, and and for quite a while the reason it didn't work out for all these 170 pound people was GSP. Uh, and any of like as like you said, any of them could have been champions in other circumstances. Uh, oh, look and- at look at fucking Tiago Tiago Alves, dude. There was a that's the the, the guys that that Saint Pierre took out, and once again wasn't a huge GSP fan. I just recognized greatness. The guys that one seventy pound weight class when he was reigning that weight class was mm-hmm. killers, dude. I mean, how many can you name from that fucking Matt Sarah? Matt Hughes, all those the the guys I named from AKA BJ Penn, Tiago Alves. I mean, these guys were tough fucking dudes, man. That was oh, yeah. That was a killer. I mean, look at 170 compared to 185 when Rich Franklin ruled 185. Who the fuck was at 85? Right. Evan Tanner, <laughs> David Loazzo. I mean, good fighters. Don't get me wrong. I love Evan Tanner. I love David Loazzo. But who the fuck was fighting at 85 before Anderson Silver came came around? Nobody, man. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And Anderson Silver ended up defending his title against some really impressive people. But when he walked into that division, it wasn't as the fact that he became the uh, the the champion fairly quickly wasn't that surprising because the people there were, meh. you know, yeah, I hate to say do? that because Rich Franklin's he, he, a really he, awesome dude, but you know, uh, yeah. a math teacher was the fucking middleweight champion. He he came in. He came over from Pride. Completely walked through Lieben, and, oh God, and Lieben Lieben can take a beating. Lieben can get hit in the fucking head and keep coming and throwing lefts. He destroyed Lieben. Did he get an immediate? Uh, he might have gotten immediate um, uh, title shot against Franklin. Did he not? Someone can probably. I, uh, I think so. That that feels right. I mean, I could be wrong, but that, that sounds accurate to me. So yeah. So Homelander says yes. So he destroyed Franklin. Then he faced what Travis Luter, who fucking missed weight, the the, the Michael Jordan of, of BJJ, and beat his ass. Um, and then he faced Franklin again and rearranged his face a fucking again. But yeah. there was look who look look who I'm naming who his championship fights were. He he fought Lieben, Franklin, Luter, Franklin, and, and then who? And then he I think he got uh, decision Dan at that time. He got Henderson after that. I think. Really? Oh man. Let's find out. Is oh, really not Homelander. that, not that Home, impressive? Homelander, that was a great fucking fight when he when he fucking when when uh, Rich Franklin hit Quarry with that shot and it was like timber. He just fucking dropped like a tree. All right, here we go. Uh, let's see. You're looking for his UFC. Okay, um, his UFC career goes: Chris Lieben, Rich Franklin, Travis Luter. Nate Marquart, we forgot about okay, him. Okay, Marquart. Uh, uh, Rich Franklin again, then Dan Henderson, uh, James Irvin. God, that was a fucking travesty. Oh, wasn't it? Jesus. the Sandman. <laughs> yeah, boy, yeah, yeah, he, he was, was bodied up. He, yo, he looked good. He was bodied up, but he just was not that good. No. <laughs> uh, then Patrick Cote. Uh, that was Thales. a horrible fight. Yes, it was. Then Thalos Letus. That was a horrible fight. No fight. Yep. Yeah. Then Forrest Griffin. That was a funny fight. <laughs> Forrest, Forrest ran out. Of, he ran out of the. Fu- <laughs> that was silly. That was a silly uh, fight. 
Poor guy. Then Damian Maya. That was a horrible fight, wasn't it? A horrible fight, yeah. And, and then Charles Sonnen. Which he lost the whole fight until he fucking tapped him out with a triangle. Right, right. Then Vitor Belfort. And he kicked his fucking teeth out. Yeah. A Yushin Okami. I don't remember that fight. Yeah, yeah. Is that a decision? No, uh, TKO uh, to punches. It doesn't say which round. All right. I, th- I do uh, believe I remember Okami training with Chow for that fight, though. I think they, those guys got close. Yep. And then Chow Sonnen again. Yeah, he and, fucking and need him on the, the cage. Yep. And then, then his last win uh, before his third losing was Stefan Bonner. And then that, oh, after, and, that and, was the, after that was the two losses. Bonner popped for every fucking steroid on, on the fucking face of the <laughs> earth for that one. Right. <laughs> now, think back. Think back on all those names I just listed. How many of those do you consider amazing fighters? Who? Dan Henderson. Like, yeah, yeah. Dan Henderson. Okay, so yep, there's one. He's probably the only one out of that group that is fucking amazing. Right. So Anderson Silver is a great fighter, but he did not have a a, a hard schedule, so, as they like to say. <laughs> okay. You know? So back to my point. Pull up GSP's career, and we'll see how many in his fucking pedigree are fucking amazing. Right, and if someone Let's thinks see. if someone thinks anybody else in that one eighty five pound division that he just named off are amazing, go ahead and throw it out there because I could be right. wrong. I mean, right, I've had right, a exactly. couple of beers, so if 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 you think that anybody out of there other than Hendo is amazing, let me know. Put it in the fucking chat. All right, let's go to. Good old George has done in the UFC. Yeah, all right. It's not even close, man. Okay. Uh, he, he he opened his career with uh, Carl Parisian, um, which is not a legendary good fighter, fighter but, that, but that's a good, good name. Fighter. Uh, good fighter. Yeah. Uh, Jay Huron, which I've yeah, never who I, I'm not sure I've ever heard of him. Then he lost uh, to Matt Hughes. Matt, right. Um, oh, With, and, and that was a crazy, that cross side arm bar that he was hit on him was absolutely high level black belt jujitsu shit. That was an amazing arm bar he was hit him with. And, wow. and that really shows being a wrestler, that really shows the versatility and the ground game of Matt Hughes. He was no slouch on the fucking ground. He wasn't just a bully that took people down and beat him up. That was a, that was a high level cross side arm bar that he hit him with. Yeah, <laughs> and then after that's David Strasser. I don't, I don't think I ever recall seeing him fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Miller. All uh, right, which, man. Which I kind of, which yes. I had forgot. I'll be honest with you, I'd forgotten that GSB had fought him. <laughs> uh, Frank Trigg. Uh, All right. I, uh, Sean Shrek. I forgot he. Sean Shrek. The the, mu- yeah. the the muscle shark was good, muscle, not yeah. amazing, not great. He was good. So we haven't gotten to a great fighter or an elite fighter yet. All right. Now here we go, though. Uh, BJ Penn. Amazing. Great fighter. Yeah. Then he beat Matt Hughes. Great fighter. Amazing. And then his uh, his weird loss to Matt Sarah. Okay. Good fighter. Not great fighter, but good fighter. Right. Now, then a, then a win against Koscheck. Good fighter. Great. Not amazing fighter. I think you. I think you justify calling him a great fighter. I mean, he's not uh, yeah, like a, a championship good. level, but yeah. Okay, but then yeah. Matt Hughes again. I once again, oh. I think, I think he was. Even though Herc says he was a good fighter, Matt Hughes is one of the greatest one seventy pounders. He's probably second all time one hundred seventy pound fighter in the fucking world ever. Herc, oh, just stop. behind GSP. Just stop. 
Yep. Yes, just uh, buying GSB. Yeah. Then there was the Matt Sarah win. Um, so you know, get okay. his belt back, I believe. Uh, then yeah, John Fitch. Uh, Fitch was a good fighter, not yeah. a great fighter. He was a good fighter. Now then, BJ Penn but, again. Who's, but mm, but mm, then again, yeah. let, let me let me qualify what I'm saying here. If there was no GSP, would John Fitch have been a great fighter? Uh, we got to we got to you got to think about that a little bit. I mean, once he left the UFC, yes, he had some bad losses. Pajaris was a bad loss. He had some mm-hmm. bad losses. But how long? That dude went on a 10-0 and 0 run at 170 when 170 was full of fucking killers. Yeah. That dude very well could have been a great fighter if GSP wasn't GSP. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Then after him, it was uh, BJ Penn again. Uh, then great the, fighter right right at that point i think he was probably starting to diminish uh i think uh th- if i remember correctly george st pierre handled him way easier than the first fight to the death george to the death <laughs> uh then Thiago alves which we had mentioned before who could have been once again could have been a world beater yeah. and you know yeah. Once again, not 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 great, not good. Probably at this point, you'd look at him as a gatekeeper guy. But what could he have been if he didn't run into the buzzsaw that was GSP? Right, exactly. Yeah, uh, some of these guys that he didn't just beat, he ruined their career because they were never exactly they were never as good again. Exactly. Uh, then Dan Hardy, which is to mm. me that sticks sticks out as like I, I don't I never understood how he ended up with a, a title a shot. I'd have to go back and look at his career again. I'm sure I'm sure he he earned it, but to me that one always struck me as an odd one. He never he never struck he never I never considered him like a really great fighter. Yeah, he couldn't get that 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 Kimura homelander, and he was actually supposedly he was in the back with with Faraz Sahabi practicing to finish that before he even showered up after the fucking after the fight. <laughs> because he was so bothered by the fact that he couldn't finish that. Oh, let's see. Then after that was Josh Koscheck again. Okay. Which he, uh, he fucking jabbed his face off and yeah. Koscheck couldn't fly for a month because he broke his fucking orbital so bad. Mm-hmm. I remember that, which pissed him off. Cause if I remember correctly, Koscheck flies, he's got his own plane. Um, mm. And then uh, after that was Jake Shields, um, who was Good obviously fighter, a, really, a really high level fighter. High level, and you talk about a guy, if you look at what Jake Shields did to Damian Maya, that'll tell you about American Jiu-Jitsu and what, what he was able to accomplish on the ground. One of the greatest Jiu-Jitsu guys to ever enter uh, the octagon, and Jake Shields beat the piss out of him with Jiu-Jitsu. And that, that was pretty amazing. That was probably the highlight of that dude's career, I would, ima- I would imagine. Yeah, probably, yeah. Uh, let's see. After that was Carlos Condon. who was okay. obviously another great, a pretty good fighter. <laughs> yeah, gatekeeper type of guy. I look at him as never, really? never a championship guy. Yeah, gatekeeper. He was in my pretty opinion. successful in WEC. You still don't think it transferred well, over? That's that's WEC. I mean, we, right. you and I both. We've had our discussions about WEC. You know, I love WEC, but WEC was not the UFC. And those guys, when 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 the UFC. Uh, absorbed those guys. Yes, some of those guys became champions, and they were very, very good. But I don't, you know, I, th- there was levels, and I, I don't think those guys at the point where they were world beaters in WEC really they came to their own. the same level of competition. Not, no, no. But some of those guys came into their own and were very, very great or good fighters that came from there. Right, right. And after Carlos Condit, it was Nick Diaz. 
which was a weird fight. <laughs> there's, there's still guys, probably Herc. I don't know who Herc is, but Herc's, Herc's the type of guy that, that's going to talk about how Diaz is going to come back and he's going to beat everybody's ass. <laughs> that's how I see that guy as. Yeah, you're, <laughs> because you're, I hate it when people are like, oh, get Diaz back in here. I'm like, fucking Diaz, what? When was his last fight? Is he fought since 2010? I have no no clue. I'd have to look it up. And basically, every time I see him now, he looks drunken and swollen. So it's I, it's it's crazy that there's guys that are seemingly intelligent um, MMA fans on the OG or UG that talk about Diaz and how he's going to come back and he can do it. He's got to run. No, he doesn't. He never had a fucking run. He was right. good. He was a decent fighter. He was good. I'll I'll tell you this. If there's anybody on here that was a DS fan, I'm going to piss you off right now. When Jason Miller was calling him out and saying, don't be scared, homie, Jason Miller would have fucking beaten him. I guarantee it. I'd fucking put money on it. And I don't gamble. All right. Well, yep. We have another caller. Hey there, Nightavin. Hopefully I said that right. How you doing hey. today? I'm on the line here. I'm, I'm Rainier. I just uh, couldn't log back in with my other name with some bullshit. With that. I was trying to talk to Sly Dog today, but I'm not going to digress. So keep talking about the fights. I'm in here with you. Ah. Um, so, yeah, I – looking. okay, I'm sorry we weren't done with the George St. Pierre thing. So looking yeah, after, keep going, uh, George after, St. Pierre. Well, there's only a couple left, uh, two after that, actually. Uh, after the Nick Diaz fight was uh, Johnny Hendricks. Which he lost. Yep. Oh, you think you think would, G, uh, GSP lost that? He's He legitimately lost that fight. But look what happened to, to Hendricks after that. I mean, yeah. the guy couldn't stop eating fucking cheeseburger and spamming a fucking right overhand right. I mean, it was yeah. the first Usada death in MMA right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. He uh, we'll follow, we'll follow his special yeah, supplements. He didn't seem to very, do very good at all. Um, Home, and, Homelander corrected me, and he's absolutely right. He was a southpaw. It was a left. That's my bad. Right, right. Um, yeah, and the uh, last one would of course be the Bisbing fight, uh, which. He did well. Uh, so uh, even though you guys think he lost the um, fight with Henderson, uh, Hendricks, rather, um, he, his last actual loss was fucking the Matt Sarah thing. And that, that's a really fucking good run with a whole bunch of pretty high-level people, you know, uh, especially when you compare mm-hmm. it to what we just looked at with Anderson Silva. Uh, their legacies, I mean, everyone's like, oh, uh, GSP is the great, is great, but you know, Anderson Silva is the GOAT. He's, you know, and really, not so much. I mean, if you look I, at it I, on paper, it's it's a clear advantage to GSP. Yeah, as I've said, you can't compare those two those two weight classes at that time. Then those guys were reigning. You can't really compare them. I don't. I don't think there's a comparison. I mean, who was at eighty five? I mean, we've already done it. <laughs> there was a merge row at one seventy. Yeah. It was. It was a very weak division. And then they got very, very strong, arguably probably one of the strongest divisions when you're looking at the point where Weedman took over. It, it probably got to be one of the strongest divisions in the UFC at that point. Right. Um, but historically speaking, you know, um, I will, except for the weird years where 205 somehow or another had a whole bunch of talent into it, uh, lightweight carries the most of the, most of the talent in the, you know, as far as overall goes. It's, you know, yeah, lightweight's uh, nasty. Light, lightweight's yeah, it, tough, man. And I think we've talked about this before. It's it's because the lighter weights don't have uh, the uh, sports opportunities uh, that the heavier weights do. 
you know, uh, you could be amazingly athletic, you know, and, and work out all the time, be built and have all these skills. Uh, but if you weigh 155 pounds, you're not playing NFL football, period. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how good you are. Uh, so, but so all these athletic people don't have any kind of real major outlet to go into. And MMA has all the weight classes and shit. Uh, so, you know, they have that opportunity. Once you get into the heavier weights, you know, like 185, 205, and all, you know, all that good stuff, uh, a lot of those people have opportunities to do other sports like basketball and football that, you know, um, are way more popular and pay way better. So you, the you, MMA in general doesn't see a lot of really skilled athletic people at the heavy weights compared to the lighter ones. Good point. Yeah. And uh, yeah, which is unfortunate because sure. we all like we all like the heavier weights, but that's why like the lighter weights shit's not, uh, sometimes a lot more fun to watch. You don't get as many knockouts. Yeah. The skill levels generally a lot higher. Yeah, you know, uh, like to touch on the two hundred five thing. You know, when John Jones cleared out that division, there were some really really good people in that division, but they were all really old or just had a lot of miles on their body. You know, like uh, Sh- uh, yeah, Shogun Hua. I mean, he wasn't that old, but man, he had a lot of fucking miles on his body. You know what right, I mean? He was old and fight so the, a lot of those guys, Rampage was really, really good. I mean, arguably a great fighter in his day. Um, but he, by the time he fought Jones, you know, what did he have? A left hook? You know, it's, it's, there, yeah. those guys were past their prime. When, yeah, when, when Jones, it. when, yeah, when Jones ruled that division, they were past their prime. Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Rampage did not have the explosiveness that he had earlier in his career. Um, like, uh, I think Rampage in his prime might have just overwhelmed Jones, you know, and just fucking made it a pretty short fight, actually. Mm. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe not. But it's, I think I, th- I, I think you are right that it, it wasn't like a prime versus prime fight, and which is what no, it wasn't. Those earlier. are great guys. If if you look at if you look at his resume though, you look at the names that he took out, you'd be like, holy fuck. But once again, it's just it, you're looking at diminished fighters that he took out. I'm not saying Gro- Jones isn't great; he's probably one, probably the greatest mixed martial artist on the planet. Um, but if you look at his wins, I think not you know other than the the steroid bullshit you know there's some asterisks uh, next to some of those names because they were very diminished at the time he beat them yeah yeah you no, this to I, anybody's no, I agree. record though you think that you could do this to anybody's record and you look at them and go eh, were they all really even that good at all eh. well yeah with a lot of rec- with some records yes you can if you're not if familiar with how the fights actually went and you know you're not 100 sure where how, what ages they were uh, you certainly can take anyone's record and go nah and pick it apart. Uh, but and, and people do that to other ones. Like look at Conor McGregor. Look how how much his record's been picked picked apart uh, by people that oh, don't Jesus. think he should be where he is. Nobody gets their record picked apart more than fucking Randy Couture. You look at a guy who was who was the face of the UFC, who's you know to a lot of people might have been the greatest of all time, and you look at his fucking record, it's not that great. No, uh, and I'm so. and, I, and I'm a and I'm a Couture fan. Don't get me wrong; I like that guy. I liked his fighting style. You know, I like the fact that he fought and beat guys when he was an old dude. Um, but you look at his record; it's not that great, man. Yeah, yeah, it's moderate at best. You know, uh, he just he got the right wins at the right time. What's up, gentlemen? What's going on there, Greg? Hey guys, uh, I'm just going to be in the background, but yeah, uh, 
<clears throat> yeah, great fucking place, man. Jesus Christ almighty in heaven. Stay in the fucking background with that connection, you fuck. Is bad? Sounds like a bad droid in Star Wars. <laughs> it's really bad. It's That's pretty bad. It's, just, it's not good. No, can, you, can you guys hear me? It's too bad for the radio. Can you guys hear me? Or... I can hear you, yeah. You, yeah. All right. it, it just sounds like you're deep throating a vibrator. <laughs> he probably is. Okay. <laughs> it's bad for your teeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't want to chip a tooth. Should I call back in here? Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Give it. Yeah, right. call back in. Right. Yeah, because I, I do want you on here, but that's not that's not great. All right, brother. All right. Well, he is oh, calling from Canada, so I, you know, like a, you never know what's going on. Like bald eagles might be interfering with his Wi-Fi signal. So uh, this reminds me his his call. Other than the feedback, the way he was cutting in and out reminds mm. me of a story back when I was doing corrections, and uh, we had this guy that was from uh, Chile. His name was Mr. Gutierrez and he would do Gutierrez. radio checks at, at the beginning, at the beginning of each chat or at the beginning of each shift, he'd do radio check time. So you'd be like, uh, good afternoon, Lansing. This is Mr. Gutierrez with radio check time. Miss, Mr. Tanner, what is your radio radio check time, please? So I, <laughs> I would always fuck with this guy because I would do impersonations of him. I would go, good afternoon, this is Mr. Gutierrez. I just flew in from Chile, and boy, are my arms tired. I would do, I would do <laughs> shit like that. But, but I would fuck with him every once in a while, and I would make it sound like I was broken up, so I'd have to come off the unit to get into the battery. So he'd be like, good afternoon, let's say, Mr. Tanner of the year. Radio check time. What is your radio, please? And I'd go, Tanner, year up, yep, yep, radio number two, three. And I, <laughs> so I would do that and just kind of pause and break every fucking five seconds while I was in the middle of a sentence. And he's like, uh, Mr. Tanner of the year, please come to central services. You need to get the battery, please. <laughs> <laughs> now, what were you doing at the time? I missed that part. I was in corrections. It was when I was doing oh, corrections. <laughs> okay, okay. Because you, know, you have to. So. Go ahead, sir. I was going to say, do you have to have a mustache to get hired? Uh, no, but you should actually grow one and groom it accordingly with some nice uh, wax or something. It's clearly a sign of dominance. It, it is. It is. Would you need to fire you if you shave it off? <laughs> now uh that's funny I, I i had something similar back way back in the day uh, i was a security guard for a little while i was working uh jesus security... fucking christ yeah i know believe it or not uh, yes, they, they, the only reason they hired me is because uh they needed extra workers uh, normally i don't think i'd be up to their standards uh but kroger had a strike uh and they ended up bringing in scab workers and a whole nine yards and the, so it wasn't a good scene so kroger's needed extra security so Oh, Jesus, what? my dog's getting crazy. Oh, no. Uh, so what happened was uh, my entire job was to sit in the Kroger's parking lot in the middle of the night and uh, make Hold sure on, that guys. no one fucked the Kroger's. Magnus! Um, Magnus! Magnus! The dog's excited because yeah. uh, yeah. story. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a really good story, obviously. Uh, that, that's my dog. His name is Magnus, and he's a fucking poodle, guys. His name is Magnus Verpoodleson. <laughs> is seriously a poodle? Yeah, it's like a German Shepherd. Uh, well, well, he's, he's, he's a standard poodle. poodle. He's yeah. a standard poodle, so he's a big, he's a big, athletic dog. But yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. Those he's a big dog. Breaking stereotypes with that dog. No, was he like 60, 70 pounds, something like that, probably? Yeah, at this point, yeah, he's uh, what is is that pee, babe? Yeah. Did your poodle pee on the ground here? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Do you need some help with that, honey? 
<laughs> Babe, do you want me to help you with that pee? Now, this is an exciting. I love podcast. you. <laughs> oh. All right. Okay, but, but anyway, so, so they uh, so they hired me to sit in my car in, in a park Kroger parking lot and make sure none of the uh, workers fucked with the store in the middle of the night, uh, which was a boring ass job, by the way. This is back in the early '90s. We didn't have cell phones and like you know all that good shit. Uh, but what, what I did have was a radio because once an hour they did a radio wanted you to do a radio check to make sure that you weren't dead. <laughs> so so that, that way so they, they knew the if, you, if you missed your radio check that they would uh, uh, you know, send somebody over to pick up the body, I guess. Uh, but we got lucky that the uh, since they knew they were probably fire all of us once the fucking strike was over, they were pretty lax. Um, and uh, they told us, well, they didn't tell us, but basically they let us take over the radio as long as we didn't fuck with uh, the five minute part at the top of the hour while they were doing radio checks. They let us chat on it back and forth. But since technically we weren't supposed to be doing it, everyone made up code names and and would talk and just chit chat on the radio while we sat there watching empty Kroger's. What's going on, Grad? You sound any better now? You guys tell me better or not worse? Uh, a little hey, bit really? better, I think. Hey, hey Grad, oh, okay. you're se- Grad, you're sounding good. You're you're sounding good, man. So uh, now that you're here and you can take up my place, I got to get going, man. It's nice to see you on here, Grad. I'm glad you got a better connection. Love you, brother. And he's out of here. It's a love connection. So how you been, Grad? Haven't talked to you in a bit. What's new? Uh, good, man. No, nothing much. Uh, watched the fights. Fucking Khabib is an, an animal. Who do you guys think is going to fucking take him down, man? Was, was he now 29 and 0 or 30 and 0? He's 29 and 0. Uh, he, retired. He, said he, he said he's going to retire. Oh, I didn't realize. Okay, okay. Because I, uh, yeah, I didn't. I, wow, fuck. Yeah, ain't that a bummer? Yeah, it's... Normally, I like seeing the people go out on top, and I think it's a smart decision, but I would really like to see a couple more fights out of the guy. Well, the thing is, his father passing away and all that stuff, obviously, after the fight, he was pretty emotional about it, right? So I can kind of understand right. where, you know, he just wants to call it quits and that, and fucking, he's on top of the fucking hill, right? So Yeah, yeah. That's the best place to retire. Everybody should do that. Yeah, fuck, we see so many times fighters just get worse and get beat down, get a big string of losses like Fedor. We don't want to see that. Well, the thing yeah. is, Krokop is still fucking fighting, man. Well, he was until well, a year, year and a half ago. But again, it's just one of those things, <clears throat> I guess, where it just gets in your DNA and you can't stop, right? But. Yeah, I think that's part of it. And I think part of it is uh, MMA artists are kind of like musicians in, in the way that uh, they'll have they those, they'll win a fight or win a couple of fights, you know, and they'll be feel like they're on the top, just like a like a band that might maybe ha- might have a hit. And they don't, they think that they're going to be on the top forever. They don't think about the future, so they they don't take care of things uh, that they should. Like you know, they also they have all this money in the bank. What they really should do is like not spend any of that shit or put it away. You know, instead they spend it all on fancy shit. And, you know, they're thinking the the type of income that they have right now is the type of income they're going to have all the time. And all it takes is like a couple losses or putting out a record that no one fucking likes, and all of a sudden your income isn't there anymore. Uh, and unless you plan it out accordingly, you're a lot of these people are just in dire straits. They're fighting now uh, just because that's the they need the money coming in. They they can't retire, and you know that's why you. It's also why you see some of these bands doing fucking like uh, state fairs and festivals and shit. <laughs> you know they yeah they had a hit single twenty years ago, but uh, that's not a lot of money anymore. So. They're out there singing at the Iowa County Fair. No, I, I agree somewhat, but I again, there's like for example, the cheesy line from Rocky Four, where uh, 
Rockies. I know it's a movie, but he said that, you know, he's a fighter, this and that. I, get I, I believe you're right. Some guys fucking blow their money, what have you. Other guys just, that's all they, that's all they know what to do, right? They want to fucking just fight because since the age of three, four, five years old, it's all that they've ever done. It's all they ever know, right? So. Right, right. And of course, and you are 100% correct in certain cases. Like, look at BJ Penn. He's never needed the money to start off with. He comes from a wealthy mm-hmm. family. He's never had to work a day in his life. He competes because he likes to compete, despite the fact that he really should have quit years and years ago. I agree. Yeah. He's like that. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Cerrone, exactly. A prime example. Cerrone, he's got a heart, this and that, but fucking the guy keeps coming back. How many fights has he got? Over 30, 35 fights at least, right? Yeah, I'm sure he's got a ton. Yeah, he. At one point, it felt like he was fighting every three weeks or so. He's also well, rich. Well, yeah, look at Jeremy Horn. Horn's got over a hundred fights, I think. With, I think they're all pro fights, I believe. Like fucking crazy. Sh- I know. Well, I know that. But the thing is, what I'm saying is, he fucking fought a lot of tough guys in the past. But I think his record. There's over a hundred plus fights, right? Which is fucking nuts. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think I remember hearing something yeah. about that. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, that's yeah. a crazy amount. Travis Fulton too. Travis yeah. Fulton. Uh, well, I mean, hold on a second. Oh, 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 oh. Tell me what I need to know. Tell me what I need to know. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I already know my singing. So how, how's right. this uh, whole pandemic fucking? You, you guys are. How's the treating guys, man? Like. You drive me a little nuts or what? It's not been great. Uh, you know, it's it hasn't been great for me financially. Obviously, uh, has been yeah, great yeah. for my has been great for my wife as, as well because uh, with the job that she does, she'd normally be getting a fair amount of tips from the card players at this point. You know, uh, and there has been no cards at all this year because they don't they didn't consider it safe, uh, and that's a huge chunk of the money that she's supposed to make every year, uh, like literally hundreds and hundreds of dollars um, a week. So that hasn't been awesome, and then of course, of course, having the extra time off wasn't great for the bank account either. Uh, but my biggest concern right now is because of the extra unemployment the money that they gave us that isn't taxed properly by the government. I'm going to owe a whole bunch more in taxes, but I'm trying not to worry about that. That's, I'm, that's borrowing trouble for another day. I'm just happy that no one I know personally has been gotten sick from it or anything like that, and my job is still around. Uh, how about yourself, man? How's it been working out for you? Well, it's good. I'm working for home last seven months, but again, you kind of get nutty with just fucking, you know, not interacting with people on the, on the daily. You got to do that, you know, through the computer and all that bullshit, right? But uh, again, survival mode, right? So, right, right, exactly. Yeah, I, I keep on telling myself so a lot of people have it a lot worse, so I try not to whine about it too much. How about you, uh, Rainer? Uh, has the COVID affected your life all that much? Well, there was uh, five weeks, I think it was, where they closed the beaches and couldn't go in the ocean no matter what. And, you know, like the whole thing I've been into my whole life is surfing. So I could do that for five weeks and that sucked. And I got fat and my wife <laughs> bought all kinds of junk food for us and we gobbled it all up and been working. Uh, I think we worked back to our regular weights. But uh, I would say uh, the, the lack of having to be social and go out and do stuff, I like that part. I just uh, yeah, I was pretty bummed <laughs> that five weeks out of the ocean. We're both yeah. Uh, we're, so Kevin, or I'm sorry, like, we're both uh, by what? No, no, I'm not asking for particular. What, what state? I guess where you're from, man. California, Encinitas, California. Nice. Fuck no, I was just curious. Fucking right, man. How's the weather there? <laughs> it's just a regular cloudy kind of a 
you know, gray day, but uh, I prefer this to the sunny, hot days. Just a nice. week ago, it was getting super hot in the 80s out here. No, thank you. I'll take these mediocre <laughs> temperatures. Yeah, it's starting to get cold here over in Michigan. I think the high today was 45 or 50. Um, it's going to get into, you know, like the lows are going to start dropping into the high 30s, and the highs are going to be in like the mid to high 40s for the next, you know, couple weeks. Creeping up on winter. Um, it's still, yeah, which is, that's not cold enough to really bother me compared to what it's going to be like for winter. But it is a reminder that summer is fucking over and the, it's going to be shitty outside for the next four or five months. <laughs> but, Greg, you know all about that being a Canadian yourself. Oh, yeah, fuck. I, uh, well, the thing is, my igloo, right? That's why I got fucking bad reception. My igloo right now is kind of uh, out of fritz. Our Wi Fi shit here, so. Yeah, what are you going to do, though? Um, so, um, did you guys see any... Uh, I assume you guys saw uh, the rest of the fights as well. Um, I didn't see any of them. I did notice that, uh, once again, picking Steven Struve was a horrible idea for me. I don't know why I do it. <laughs> I'm not sure if I've ever picked him for a fight and had him win. But I saw that the fight didn't go well for him as uh, at all. Um, and then the guy that beat him drank some disgusting mix of spit and milk, I guess, out of a shoe or something like that. Did you guys catch any of that? I cut it all. Yep. I'm trying to, trying to download the fights right now. So I'm all oh, trying to download <laughs> Yeah. That was uh, a, such a sick finish by Khabib right there. After after losing, well, not losing the first round, but losing, uh, you know, missing all his takedowns. It hit well. He got one for about a moment there. But he was having problems getting some leg kicks and getting hit a few times. And he won the round, but it looked like he was going to have problems the rest of the fight. And then he just came out and boom, just finished yeah. fast. Just... Yeah, but the thing is, he was, Khabib was composed. Gagey was nervous. You can fucking tell. I think Home, Homelander said it, or, or Juicer, the first two, two and a half minutes, he was fucking just, Gagey was just throwing everything he can, like, just to get, I don't know. He just seemed very nervous in the fight, where Khabib was level-headed in that. And, uh, great fight. <clears throat> yeah, I'll have to go look that up at some point. They actually watch it. I was at work, That's which is a weird one. Normally, I'm asleep when the, these fights are going on. This time, I was at work while the fights were going on. MMA core. That's where there's a good place to find all these things. So I have heard, but yeah, um, normally I just end up looking for a couple, couple clips and highlights of the fight. And yeah, once I know the result of a fight, very rarely will I go back and watch the entire fight. I just like to look at some, you know, like the highlights of it, you know, uh, the the finish and all that good stuff. Um, I'll have to send you some links. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, we got about 10 minutes left, boys. Uh, you guys got anything you want to talk about in particular? You guys want me to pull something out of the bag of topics? I wasn't done talking Khabib, honestly, because that mounted oh. triangle. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Tell, tell me more, sir. Shit, yeah. You'd yeah. never see that. You'd never see that, especially at a title fight. That is such like a dominant move, you know? It looked like he was going to pin the, the arm down and start punching him in the face like crazy, and then he went for that triangle. It looks like, uh-oh, wait, no. He's, he's going to lose position, and then Boom, locked his ass up. And Gaethje didn't seem like the kind of guy that would tap to me. And he tapped. Anyway, well, yeah. I think it's the bad ref. The bad ref. No, no. I think, no, I think fucking he, he put, well, he put, it, he put it in pretty tight, I think. And fucking, I think Gaethje for like 10, five to 10 seconds tried. Again, I'm, I'm assuming that fucking, it was just like too tight and he had to fucking tap. Or he, he actually passed out, though, right? At the very end. So, 
that's my point is at least it was a finish for sure and we know that and Gaethje knows that yeah. it wasn't getting out yeah, you hate that when you see you know yeah. what what you think is a pretty good finish, and then later on you hear the guy that lost saying, "Oh, you know, da, 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 they stopped it too soon," and or whatever. You know, um, I prefer to be no uh, was... doubt about the result. So let's uh, let me ask a question. Uh huh. Sorry. So now Khabib versus Ferguson. What do you guys think if they do potentially fight? Oh God. Um, I don't think Ferguson would have much for him. I. I Ferguson's got really unorthodox takedown defense, and he's you know, and he's you know, and it's pretty impressive. But I don't think it's going to make any difference. I think it'll probably go way of all of Khabib's fights. Uh, they you know, they'll play around a little bit in the first round, and then the second round he's going to take him down and grind him out. Yeah, but uh, Ferguson's got the reach though, right? Fuck, so I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, that could be wrong. I mean, it, w- it wouldn't surprise me if fucking you know Ferguson just sparked him out without ke- uh, without Kabob getting be able to get close enough to do an effective takedown. But that's not how I see it going in my head most of the time. Most of the time, I see you know uh, another carbon copy uh, Habib uh, fight. Style wise, it seemed like a really bad matchup for Khabib because he's you know uh, Fergie is good on the feet, right? And then if he gets taken down, he chokes everybody pretty much. You know, guillotine, Doris, whatever. That would be interesting to see if to see if Ferguson would be able to uh, use his ground game uh, on, from the bottom because Habib's pretty smothering. You know, when he when he's on top of you, he doesn't give you a lot of opportunities, if if any. So um, I think, but Ferguson's really unorthodox, so he might be able to uh, bring something out of left field and surprise Habib with it. You never know. Uh, it's a fight I'd love to see. Yeah, I don't think we ever will. I think Habib is truly retired. Isn't he rich anyway? So. Yeah, I, I, he said he never fought for money. He, uh, uh, the government took care of him, if nothing else. Uh, like he has some good, pretty good sponsors, like rich people. Um, he's like a national fucking hero over there. And according to Dana White and other countries too, not, you know, uh, not just you know, uh, what's his name, Stan, where he lives, but like a lot of that area in the Soviet uh, countries. I think he lives in Bryanstan. I don't know. I couldn't speak on that. I, mostly can't. Uh, mostly because I couldn't. What was that, boss? No, oh. yeah, I, I can't speak on that. Mostly because I can't. Mostly can, since I can't pronounce any of that shit. Ah, yeah. Grant says Grant. <laughs> only Jesus could beat Habib now. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. All right, let's see. Um, this is a headline that I saw that I thought was worth speaking about. Uh, escaped clone female mutant crayfish take over Belgium cemetery. Uh, I had to stop and read this one. I haven't read it at all, so uh, I apologize in advance if it's actually stupid. Uh, Escaped self-cloning mutant crayfish created in an experimental breeding program have invaded a Belgium cemetery. Uh, Hundreds of the duplicating crustaceans, which can dig down up to a meter and are always female, pose a deadly threat to the local biodiversity after colonizing a a historic Antwerp graveyard. That's all fucked up, dude. (laughs) Um, Sounds like a movie to me. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, a marbled crayfish which travel across land and water at night and eat whatever they can uh, do not incur in nature and are banned in the European Union. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Chance uh, like me getting banned everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, par- <laughs> uh, apparently the freshwater beasts, which were about so and so and so large, are thought to have been bred by unscrupulous German pet traders in the 1990s. Who the fuck wants a crayfish for a pet? Um. <laughs> 
That's I mean, Jesus Christ, really? Good. Yeah. Well, they're it, similar it, it to cra- like yeah, yeah. I heard people like crayfish. I've never had one myself. Uh, they say they're similar to the sloth crayfish uh, in Florida, but are pathogenetic, which means they can reproduce with themselves, and all their children are genetically identical females. Uh, the mutation, which occurred about 25 years ago, means populations can spring up rapidly from just one of the uh, little fuckers. <laughs> you know what? I'd have a lot of kids if I could reproduce with myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I can't reproduce with myself. I'd have a bazillion kids, man. I don't need that many kids. It'd be a very populated world, that's for sure. <laughs> Or the word well, or, I can say Homelander says I can't use the word escape <laughs> properly. I say escape properly. Escape is the word, right? Escape, right? That's correct. Escape. That's, that's why I said escape. Escape. Yeah. If you say escape, it's okay. We still love you. <laughs> you can still be my bro. Oh, you should have heard me when I was a kid. Oh, Believe it, it's funny. Uh, I can't remember a lot of the words that I did not pronounce properly when I was a kid. Uh, I, I've actually taken 10 years of speech therapy, believe it or not. Um, uh, That's not there. working. Yeah, it's not I'm working. For, uh, I'm <laughs> kidding around, brother. <laughs> well, no, but I, I used to be really bad. I, yeah, I've had, uh, I used to have a bad stutter, uh, a stammer. Uh, I, I had telescopic speech, which is when you try to fit like a 30-second long sentence into like 15 seconds. So you talk really fast and you cut the ends off of sentences and shove them together. Uh, but I also had individual words I had issues with. The only one I really remember now that gave me that gave me horrible problems for years and years was uh, probably. I could not say probably. Um, and like she, they worked with me for a while, just teaching me how to say the word correctly. And the one thing, and the thing that stuck for me, and because they and speech therapists don't get enough credit, uh, it's hard to get someone past some of their verbal tics and weirdos uh, sometimes. Uh, and obviously, you know, I still have some of them, but she did a great job. But like with the word probably. She finally told me to focus on the word bubbly. You know, now uh, think about the word bubbly and then say probably. And that's how I learned how, the, how I learned to actually say the, the word correctly. Um, some things didn't stick, though, obviously. <laughs> Just keep thinking about bubbly. It'll stick. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the thing is, uh, huh? go ahead, Grant. I pause. Uh, well, one last question. Did you guys vote yet or preliminary votes and all that shit? Or because you guys got the thing about eight days, nine days? No, I haven't yet. Uh, I think my wife has. I think she said she was going to. Uh, I can't remember if she had a write in, write in ballot or not. Uh, I think she, I, she might have already sent something in. I, I'd have to talk with her about it. But me, me, myself, no, I haven't yet. Yeah. So you guys got to do one of those. I know uh, Ryan mentioned like a podcast for uh, no. the whole voting. <laughs> Nope, I I I, I vetoed that. Uh, okay, that, that that really wasn't my thing in the first place. I'm not really super political, and I really didn't want to give up a day's pay, which I would have to because I need the day after that off. Um, and uh, when when Ryan quit, I decided, you know, I was like, this is more his thing, so I, I decided I wasn't going to do it. Which apparently made Ryan really upset, and he, uh, you know, unsubscribed from the uh, thread on the OG, and he also unfriended me on Facebook. What a pisser! Yeah, yeah. Uh, which surprised podcast. me. I, I guess I heard his feelings. Which, yeah, you know, uh, I guess he heard his. Uh, I heard his feelings, which I wasn't trying to do. I like the guy. He's done. He's helped me out quite a bit uh, over the last couple of months. With, and uh, I certainly don't, you know, have any hard feelings against him. And apparently, he does against me now. So, what can I say? There was no reason yes. for him to get mad there. By the way, nothing you yeah. said was you know, offensive or anything. 
No, I just told it wouldn't be fun for me. I didn't really want to do it. <laughs> so I feel the same way. I guess uh, maybe he's looking forward to coming back and doing it or something like that, which surprises me because his reception wouldn't have been that great anyways. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't think he would right. come back for this group of guys that hates him. Yeah, yeah, it, it seemed like... No, I, 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 don't, I don't think anybody hates him. I just think he gets fucking too sensitive over stupid shit, right? And, mm -hmm. uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's fucking all political left-leaning bullshit. Like, fuck, whatever, left, right... Whatever, man. Just fucking hang out. It's a podcast. Shoot the shit, right? Yeah, I don't if like If I politics. got as much shit as he got, I wouldn't be back. You're right, sure. right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. but yeah, the thing is, he's the ones that, he, he is the gay there, right? More or less, so some of the posts and some of the shit he says. He's a good guy, but I don't know. I don't know. Right, boys. Listen, guys, you guys have a great weekend. You too, Greg. I appreciate you calling in, man. Do it again soon. Okay, brother. Okay, brothers. Okay, ciao. Have all a good night. Later, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Uh, all right. I'm all right. Hey, I'm going to call it uh, call it a night as well. Uh, I want to thank the OG Army for listening in. It was a good show. I want to thank Kenner for calling in. I want to thank uh, um, Grad for calling in. I also want to take call Rainer uh, and or Wolf, whatever. <laughs> you keep on changing your fucking name. Wolf Castle. <laughs> Wolf Castle. Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep on calling Thanks you Rainer. <laughs> oh, anyway, we got Center calling in to finish up the show. Yeah, right. Uh, we're going to be back at six o'clock to do this shit all over again. I don't know. I'm not sure why, but we're going to do it. Um, Tenor, you got anything before we get out of here? Hey, blessed is best, baby. It's Maxi. Blessed is best. Hey, <laughs> he was born in East LA. Hey, I was born in East LA. Hey, blessed, blessed is best, baby. He was born Orale. in <laughs> You guys have a great night. Ah, uh, we'll see everybody tomorrow. All right. You guys are, all right. Like I said, I'll see everyone tomorrow. You guys have a great night. Team tune for the OG. Fuck the OG. Fuck the OG. Fuck the OG. I wild. Eat. Chat. Yeah.